High School Sports on Brown Guy Radio is brought to you by Rob Moore, Livestock Risk Management Partners over there in Minneapolis. If you need any help with your livestock uh, risk, get a hold of him. Also, uh, Kyoto Transmission and Repair in Kyoto and 4M Plumbing in Burlington, or in Washington and uh, the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, we're continuing on with the uh, head coaches' uh, awards. Uh, uh, we're talking 3A, and uh, this year there could only be one, and that's Coach Doherty of the Fort Madison Bloodhouse. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm truly honored. Well, uh, you guys just fought and fought and fought and uh, uh, all season long, and you, you scratched and clawed out your ways to, to more wins than anybody else. Uh, and you really had an outstanding season. I thought we, we could take a little little trip down memory lane, maybe talk about some of your let's, – let's start out with your uh, um, your assistant coaches. You know, you made the big uh, the big hire with the Chuck the Tank Banks. Um, how did he help you get through this season, and how are some of these other, other coaches that you got that were pretty key to uh, putting a, a, a second – uh, playoff picture game season in the in the books yeah you uh you mentioned coach banks and so he was a huge hire um having previous head coaching experience and getting to come over and uh, you know we mesh really really well together his his mindset and my mindset are very similar so he was just a, a great addition um so but our staff's been together for you know five years now for the most part we stayed solid and i think that's uh a huge piece to this and, and my offensive coordinator is Justin Minky and um, he just does a great job on, on um, game prep and getting ready and getting our offense going. Um, and then Travis Colin was our first year DC this year. And Travis is a mastermind. He's a young guy. Um, he's just got a brilliant football brain and uh, he works really, really hard at it. And he was behind Jason Crooks. He helped Crooks a lot the last couple of years. So, um, it was just a natural fit for him to step in, um, and he just he did a great job this year. Um, D-line coach Ryan Smith, he's our head wrestling coach. Um, just, I mean, if there's a dude that, that is a D-line coach, it's him. He's just a, a tough-nosed guy and a wrestler, obviously, so uh, he gets those guys ready to go. And then on the offensive side, Josh Weicker. Um, we've had Josh for, for all five years now, and – he does such a great job with these guys. He's taken skill guys and turned them into to linemen and really successful linemen. Um, so that's, that's a huge, huge advantage. Um, Christian Boyer helped with our linebackers this year and he's been with us the whole time. He does a great job. Um, and then um, uh, Patrick Lamb also helped with the, the um, linebackers, but he's mainly our running backs coach, but he stepped in. He'll do anything that our program needs. He's fantastic. Um, just a fantastic assistant. Uh, and then we added a, a couple guys that, that helped us. Um, Wayne McLaren came back. Um, coach McLaren was my, my DV coach in high school. So when he reached out this year and asked if, uh, I think his words were, do you have any room on, on staff for an old man like me? Absolutely. He's got a, an awesome uh, brain and, and tons of experience. And then we've got a lot of other guys that help out when they can. Danon Settles, TJ Shellick, Abram Lawrence uh, came on board this year. He's a former player of mine, so that's kind of cool. Um, just a really great group. 
Well, um, I, I had Jess Settles on uh, one time, and you know he coached uh, Iowa Wesleyan uh, uh, for a while. And we were just talking about coaching in general, and he said something to me uh, I thought was pretty uh, profound. Was that um, you know he says the coach could draw up a play, he can call a timeout, you know, but it's the players that have to execute that play. That have to you know uh, um, it's really in the players' hands. Uh, once you do send a play in, but what was it about the players that you had that were so resilient that time and time again they could scratch out a two point win or a three point win or a six point win or make a comeback in the fourth quarter? You did it all season long. Uh, there's a certain kind of grit uh, uh, that's going on there. Um, well, tell me a little bit about the players, their mindset, and uh, uh, how they executed for you. Yeah, absolutely. And before I forget, uh, Logan Doty is also on staff. He's been with us for three years, and he does a great job of developing these young guys. Um, and, and so I'm going to start there, actually, with um, our, our development. Our younger um, level coaches just do a great job of getting our early curriculum in, if you will, and, and our kids, uh, they know our playbook. And we run a pretty complex playbook, but uh, – just again, credit to the coaching staff for, for the way that they coach them up. And then the kids for just their ability to, to learn and adapt. Um, I love that word grit. And we had a speaker come to us and, and speak to our team at the beginning of the year. And the, the thing that he started off with was grit. And it was just kind of um, ironic that it ended up being that type of year that we were just a, a, a gritty, gritty team, uh, offensively, defensively, um, and our defense has always been gritty, but um, we've just grounded out some some wins this year. And, um, man, it was led by our seniors. So, uh, awesome group. Yeah. Well, uh, talk – okay, so if you guys were uh, – uh, you're down a score and you need something and it's getting late in the game, who's the go-to guys? Who's the – I know uh, your quarterback there, he likes to lead the show and, and find somebody – but who's his target, you know, when 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 he's got to get something done? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think that's what that's what made us, I guess, dynamic in a way was we don't have just one guy. You can't just key on one guy. So I think it just kind of depended on the situation. I mean, Marcus definitely wants the football in his hands. And, um, you know, he rushed the ball really, really well this year. It's awesome when you have a dual threat quarterback, a true dual threat that um, – you know, when he runs, he runs like a running back. Um, but early on in the year, you know, we had, uh, before he was injured, Henry Wiseman was, was somebody that everybody needed the game plan for. He's just a, a dynamic receiver. Um, and so he opened up a lot of things. But that opened up a lot of things underneath for guys like Caleb Bolander, Kate Denning, Leif Boating, um, when they were worried about Henry getting over the top. Um, and then if, if – you know, the box was was clean for us. Hayden Segoviano had a great season rushing this year and just a lot of really tough yards. Um, he finally started breaking some some big ones, but uh, that was all because he would he would finish tough physical runs um, and then the big ones would break. So uh, Brody Cashman was right in there, too. We found he was a dang good running back. So we actually had him at receiver. Um which came in handy. We, we scored a big touchdown in one of our games, uh, a, a wheel route essentially out of the backfield to, to Cashman. And um, 
again, I think that's just what made us dynamic was we didn't have just a go-to guy. We, we've got a lot of solid players that were capable. Well, just so you know, I was paying attention uh, to your games this year. It didn't seem like there was any of those wins that you got that didn't come from a late quarter uh, stop on defense somehow, some way. Sometimes it didn't look probable that they could do, uh, uh, get it done. The other team might have gotten a, a little momentum, gotten a little field position. But at the end of the day, you seem to, to consistently stop them. So who are those leaders on defense that really rose to the occasion on in the fourth quarter? Yeah, uh, our defense—they're—they're they're tough, um, you know. And I think that they're—I would—I would say that they're led by our linebacking crew. Um, That—that's Teague Smith, who's been a three-year starter for us. Um, phenomenal player, came back from an ACL surgery to to play. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about him. Um, he just, man, he epitomizes the, the the word tough, and he holds down that middle and just. Again, a phenomenal career for him, and we're so proud of him. And then right next to him, and, and we actually bumped Hayden out a lot. So we would have Hayden in the box. We'd have Hayden out setting an edge. He was just, you know, versatile. And, and I think that that's, that's what makes him such a great player is you can put him inside, outside. He's not afraid of contact. He does a great job of getting off blocks. But Hayden Segoviano had another fantastic year offensively and defensively. Um, our, our defensive line, you know, we run a three front and it starts off with Ike Thatcher, uh, senior. He got uh, first team all district O-line and D-line. So that says a lot about him. And, you know, he was just a problem to deal with on the D-line. He'd chase things down backside. He's got a great motor. He's, he's fast. He's fast like a skill guy, but he plays defensive line. He's strong as an ox. Um, CJ Arnett was out at the nose and, Again, just a, a problem to deal with. I mean, not only does that center have to worry about snapping the ball, but then he's got to deal with that guy all night. He's just getting stronger and stronger. He's, he's been working his butt off. So um, CJ, he had a great year. Um, and then, you know, outside linebackers and, and um, well, before I finish, the, the rest of the defensive line, Jamarcus Klein, I don't think Jamarcus understands how good he is. Uh, this kid is a really good ball player. And he just kind of came onto the scene this year, it's senior year, and uh, he rose to the occasion and had a great senior season. Again, um, you know, I've told him several times, I wish, I wish you could see yourself through our eyes and see how good you really are. Um, so, again, proud of that, that group. Our outside linebackers, Tristan Marshall, um, Brody Cashman was out there, uh, Justin Maitner, just a, a solid group. And then our, our secondary, they did a great job. You know, they, they were inexperienced this year. And um, at times they, they were getting kind of picked on and, and they just kept coming back. That grit word comes back into mind. They, they kept fighting back in. Um, they didn't shy away from any challenges. Um, we faced some of the top receivers in the state. And those guys, they, you know, they, they fought their tails off. So, Well, uh, yeah, I might even say true grit uh, as a, Little Iowa connection there. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of people don't know this, uh, but John Wayne actually did live in Southeast Iowa for a couple of years, uh, as his dad was a pharmacist in Keokuk, Iowa. Oh wow! So uh, I am not surprised he left a little too grit uh, uh, your way <laughs> uh, down there. Well, uh, let's kind of go over the season. You know, there were some highs and some lows. Uh, uh, murderous schedule. Uh, but um, kind of let's let's just go through it. 
Yeah, um, you, you said it. We had a, a tough, tough schedule, a tough district. I'd put our schedule up there um, with, with just about anybody's for sure. So, um, you know, it started actually week zero. We got a great look at Mediapolis, who had a phenomenal season. Coach Morrison is just Man, that guy's unreal. Such a great guy and a great football coach. Um, so we're, we're happy to have that partnership with them and, and get our week zero scrimmage in. So it started right away for us. We went up to Meepo and, um, you know, scrimmaged them. And we, we kind of were trying to figure out our identity and, and, again, got a great look from them and found out that, you know what, well, we got some tough ball players. And, um, we knew that Mediapolis was going to be pretty dang good. So I uh, started our season with Burlington and just toughed out a, a, a win. I mean, I we weren't ahead in, in that game until late, and we ended up winning 15-12. to 12. Um, You know, Coach <coughs> Ripple, um, I, I love that guy. He, he had a, a, a great team again this year. So um, it was an interesting matchup week one. We're used to seeing them week nine right now. So we saw them week one. Um, Went into to Fairfield and Coach Wheaton, uh, you know, he's always going to have his guys ready. And, again, just slugfest and ended up beating Fairfield 21-14. Uh, took us into Centerville, and, and our offense got rolling that night. Uh, uh, not sure what really got into us, but uh, we ended up putting 42 on the board and, and won that game 42-6. to and, uh, it, was a, it was a lot of fun to see our offense get rolling. But then – we came home and, and we had to face then number one Williamsburg, who's still in the, the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, we we played them pretty pretty tough in the, the first half. Um, had a kind of a lull second quarter, not kind of, a, a big lull in the second quarter. Uh, and, and then bounced back and, and you know, played played fairly well. But uh, they were, they're, they're just good. Um, and, and our guys, again, I talked about it earlier, they didn't back down from challenges. We went out there and we fought. And, you know, we were just beat by a better team that night. So uh, that was our first loss. And, and uh, we had to turn around and go to Assumption next. Uh, didn't bounce back very well. Um, our, our kids had a great week of practice, I remember. And, and I, we were kind of on, I felt like on track. And we get there and, and the wheels just kind of, I don't feel like we played very well. Um, and we had some some tough conversations coming off of that, that loss to Assumption and really got our guys' minds right. And, and that was like perfect timing to come into a really tough Keokuk homecoming game. And our guys, you know, they, they, they bought in. We, we talked about burning the ships. There's no turn back. It's, it's time to freaking lock in and, and go. And, um, man, they did it that night. We, we were in a, a, a game with a really talented Keokuk team. And they came out and they struck early. They, they scored two big ones off the bat. And then we buckled down and, and defense started uh, doing what they do and showed some grit. Um, offense finally started getting rolling and, and Marcus scored with not much time left on the clock to, to go ahead, put the go ahead score on the board. And that was a fantastic homecoming game uh, for us. Uh, turned around and had to play Mount Vernon who – at times, of, they've been number one, number two, number three um, in the top of the, the rankings all year. Um, and they just got beat by Williamsburg in a crazy game in the playoffs in the quarters. Um, no way that should have been a quarterfinal game, in my opinion, but it was. But uh, Lance Peterson, he's got a phenomenal football team up there. And, and um, 
you know, they, they were a very well-oiled machine. Um, puts us into our last two games. We had Mount Pleasant and Washington. Again, just got back on track. Uh, we had been to the Lions then. We had talked about with our team, with uh, our, our murderer's row of, of opponents. And, um, you know, we just needed to settle back in and be us and beat Mount Pleasant 55-14. And then a must win against Washington. We beat them 21-7. Uh, to get the at-large bid, uh, and then we went to Solon, and man, just <laughs> adds to that that uh, that tough schedule we've been talking about. And faced a very very tough Solon team who's still in it right now, um, and uh, ended up getting knocked out of the playoffs round one. But really proud of our team for making it for the second year in a row. Well, yeah, you played three teams that are in the state tournament uh, on your schedule. Uh, you had a, a really rough three out of four, well, four out of four games there. Because uh, I'm going to count Keokuk as a, a pretty rough game because they they really did have a pretty good year. And and they kind of, you know, they were much improved. Fairfield was much improved. Um, uh, but you ground out this wins. Uh, uh, and talk to me a little bit about, because um, it wasn't a guarantee you were going to get into the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. How did the math work and all that? Or do I need to ask Chuck Banks? Cause he seems to know that. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was our math guy. Uh, he kept, he, he had it in his head of what kind of needed to happen. And uh, again, I, I stay away from that stuff. Uh, I, I wasn't a good math student. So uh, I, I'll let the, the experts do that, but uh, it was kind of a, an interesting way to, to find out. So we finished our game in Washington. We had our, our post game, uh, you know, conference with our kids in the end zone. We didn't really know how to leave it, but we didn't know if this was the seniors' last game, if this was our last game together. Um, we were obviously hoping not. Um, so we just, you know, we, we kind of talked a little bit and said, we'll control what we can control. We'll find out when we find out, but uh, let them know that we were proud of them. So we load the bus and uh, traveling home, and I get a text message that says, you're in. Um, Garrison Carter texted me from, from uh, Creston and said, you're in. And then all of a sudden the phone started blowing up and uh, a lot of coaches and, and friends and other people started, you know, sending congratulations messages. I sent a message off to our group chat to, to our players and a lot of them were sleeping on the bus, but you could hear them start, you know, Hey, wake up, wake up, we're in. And then all of a sudden the cheers started and, and it was just a, uh, it was a crazy way to find out, and it was really cool. It's it's memorable. It's something that I'll I'll remember forever. All right. Well, I didn't get to talk to you uh, about the playoff game. We knew you were going to get, you know, a, a number one seed probably. Uh, uh, who did you wind up playing, and was there any any good highlights for Fort Madison in that? Yeah, we ended up playing Solon at Solon. Um, you know, they uh, they're they're undefeated on the season. Yeah. Um, they, they beat Assumption, they beat Mount Vernon, they beat Williamsburg. Um, actually, yeah, they, they've uh, beat some really, really quality opponents. Uh, they just beat West Delaware in the quarterfinals. So they're playing Williamsburg again, so it's going to be a, a rematch. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there were a few highlights. We did some things. We moved the ball uh, early. Um, we ended up putting a score on, which was big for us. Um, but man, that again, just a, a phenomenal team. They're having a phenomenal year and, and probably just 
a little bit outmatched. Um, we would have, we talked about it. We were going to have to play a pretty spotless game and we, we, we just, we couldn't get it done. Um, again, credit to them. Um, but our kids, again, they, they fought, they went in, we were prepared and we just couldn't execute. Well, I, um, that team was tough and they've been tough and they're so big and so strong, but it was a, a great season. Um, like I say, there was, I saw there was a team uh, uh, somewhere in two A or lower that that won two games and got an out large bid, you know, yeah, to go into the playoffs. Why. Which I'm not against that. I, everybody, you know, can uh, uh, get their moment in the sun and 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 play. But in the level you're at, it's tough to get to the playoffs. And man, you you're with the big boys on day one uh, in in those schools. Yeah, absolutely, and that's. You know, we, we talked a, a little bit about that with our guys, uh, you know, they, so going back to back years, it, it's only been done. We've only been in the, the playoffs, you know, we made it as a, a program, Fort Madison football, 1988 and 1989 COVID year. We were really good. We were seven and one going in, um, ended up losing the second round. The state didn't consider that a playoff. I, I still do. Uh, I mean, we were, a, we were a playoff caliber team. We were super good that year, but, uh, you know, for sure last year and for sure this year we got in. So, um, four times, five times, you know, it depends on who you're asking, but back to back years is, is a pretty special thing. Yeah. It's, a uh, um, Fort Madison's is really, a, that, that it, I want to credit on both years, you know, not just this year, but, but last year too, that was, a uh, um, what was similar about these two teams? I know they, they, they're pretty gritty, both of them. Yeah, you know, looking back, just kind of – that's the crazy thing is is you do return kids, but it just kind of depends on where they're at. So we replaced a couple skill guys, a couple really good skill guys. and um, That's that's always kind of the fun thing. Uh, every year is figuring out your identity, and we were definitely a different team this year as far as, as the run than we were last year. Uh, last year, we could take the top off. And, um, you know, Boyer did a great job. He had a, a rocket launcher of an arm, and so does Marcus. But it just so happened. Teams teams were playing real deep on us, and they didn't want to get burnt over the top. Um, Marcus matured through the season and started picking up on some of those underneath routes. And, um, you know, that's going to be the, the evolution of, of Marcus Guzman as a quarterback. And, He's he's he just got better and better every week. And um, but as far as uh, the similarities, I would just say that the grittiness, um, fast physical Fort Madison football. That's what we like to play. That's the expectation. The standard is the standard, and those guys they they know it, and they're gonna give you our best every single time. Yeah. Well, it was a stellar season. Uh, uh, Marquez is a tremendous quarterback. Uh, Teague. Uh, you had some you had some horses this year. Uh um it was a hard fought season. I mean, you just did all the little things all the way through. It was just it wasn't so much nothing fancy as it was just doing everything right, fighting for every inch of it all the way through the season and you you really came out on top. I don't say you could have done any better. No, I agree with you. I mean, it it wasn't uh it wasn't always pretty. Um, very rarely was it ever pretty, but that that's okay. We were uh, we were okay with with not being flashy and and just being tough. Yeah, you just got it done in a um, a lunchbox blue collar way. A uh, little bit reminiscent of the old uh, 
1970s Pittsburgh Steelers, I guess, would be kind of a uh, a team that was a lot like what you guys were. Uh, well, anything else, Coach, um, that you want to say or anybody else you want to mention? Yeah, just uh, publicly want to I want to thank um, my my coaches, my assistant coaches. Just again, can't express how how phenomenal these guys are and and how much they sacrificed to. Um, yeah, coach football, but more more importantly, influence you know young young men and, and make them good young men. So I'm really proud of that that group, and I'm proud of our seniors. We're graduating 16 guys, um, 16 phenomenal young men who are going to go off into this world, and um, you know we hope are are going to credit at least a little bit of of playing football at Fort Madison for the successes that they're going to have. And finally, um, you know all coaches understand this got to thank my wife uh she sacrifices so much during the season to allow me to chase this and um man she's she's awesome so um thank you for allowing me the the opportunity to to thank them and thank you guys for everything that you do well behind every successful man there's a a woman that can put up with a lot uh that's for sure uh well coach um congratulations um you can get an award but let your players know uh you were the jockey, and they, they were the horse that you yes, rode absolutely. that you rode uh, uh, to victory this season. So thanks for being with us, Coach. Hey, thank you, Rollhounds.